Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Ask Daydon Advice Hour here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, it's funny, we were actually not even going to be live tonight, um, but, you know, we're going to do a rerun uh, and uh, come back probably a little bit later on in the week. But, you know, I was just sitting around thinking, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on that I feel like needs to be talked about. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that need to be said that pretty much, to be real with you guys, is not going to get said unless we say it here on this show. So, you know, we wanted to, you know, just, I didn't even want to do a show with a specific topic. I just want to put it out there, ask Daydon, pretty much anything that you guys, you know, have expressed interest in, anything that's on my mind, anything that needs to be talked about, we're going to talk about it tonight. So you guys are always a part of that. I found that historically those have always been some of our best shows, some of our highest rated shows and some of our realest shows uh just because you know um you know there's a significant lack of honesty a significant lack of integrity in in journalism in in the media and you know unfortunately there's not an an accurate depiction of of one what's going on in the minds of black men but more importantly not an accurate representation and an honest representation about what's going on in the black community and you know unfortunately we are under attack okay and and so the only way that we are going to and let me just say this before we get into the solution let me, like it's this this is not a new attack see and that's what I think we got to talk about because a lot of people look at this war as being, you know, the war of of Dr. King and Medgar Evers and and Malcolm X and you know all the all the the warriors who came prior to us, they look at that struggle as the past. They look at that struggle as Black history, the civil rights. But guess what? We're still in a civil rights movement. We're still in a state of oppression. We're still in modern day slavery. And see, a lot of people, they don't understand that. The only difference is we're being attacked differently. The white man has become more, uh, what's the word I'm looking, uh, you know, creative as far as their weapons, their methods of attack. Whereas before, they would use the power, the government, the media to make a clear and present you know, attack and, and you know what I'm saying, an indentation on us and our our attempts at, at progress. Whereas now they've put in place a system that's specifically designed for us to destroy ourselves. All right, and that's what we want to talk about. That system includes but is not limited to our entertainers, school system, these prisons the drugs, the guns, the mentality that exists in our youth as they grow up to become adults, and that, that, that mentality that unfortunately never leaves and leads to the further destruction of the black community. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, the slaves separated us. Or excuse me, the slave masters separated us as slaves, right? Now we're separating ourselves. Now we're creating an environment where the black man doesn't even want to be in the home, where the black man doesn't even see the black woman the same as he used to, the same as my father and my grandfather and my great father viewed black women. The white man, the government, the system has created an environment where our kids are looking up to, and Malcolm X predicted all of this, but we, we live in a society where we're actually loving the actual people who are oppressing us. 
Google Malcolm X's quotes. Google some of these speeches. Dr. King talked about this stuff. They foreshadowed it all happening, and now it's here. We love the people. We support the people who are put in positions of power to destroy us. And so tonight I want to get into a little bit of those things. I'll talk about a little bit of those people. Talk about the system, you know, that's responsible for HIV being, you know, so rampant, almost triple and quadruple the rates of other races. You know what I'm saying? Talk about the lack of parenting in the black community. You know what I'm saying? Talk about teen pregnancy and, and just not just talk about because I don't want to just talk about statistics. I want to actually talk about the system. You know what I'm saying? Talk about why these little girls are out here, you know, glamorizing, you know, oral sex. Glamorizing, you know, wearing their breasts out. Women are no longer going out, you know, going up, and, you know, growing up and going to college, and you know what I'm saying. But are maybe even going to college, but being whores in college, having sex, getting pregnant, failing out of college. This all starts from a certain place. This all starts from who we look up to. Growing up, the people that we looked up to was our parents. Was my mom, my dad, my grandma, my grandpa, my uncle, my aunts. You know what I'm saying? My mamas, my babas, right? But guess what? The problem with it is, guys, we no longer have that system in place. Nowadays, there is no uncles and aunts and, you know what I'm saying, dads and moms and, you know, this structure, this family structure that exists where, where kids can look up to and feel safe and feel secure. That no longer exists as we know it. Many of you guys know it. You 35-year-olds, you 40-year-olds who grew up with with two-parent homes, that's not the same. We're, a lot of people are debating, a lot of people are talking about based on their experience, but this is not the same world as these 13-year-old girls. They don't have what we had. They don't see what we saw. They haven't experienced the love. Yeah, you're saying, okay, this is what parents should do, but these little kids don't have parents. These little kids don't have a, a thing. These little kids have a mom who's out there getting smashed off on a Friday night, a mom who, who's is probably as big of a whore as someone like a Beyonce, who loves Nicki Minaj, right, but has the audacity to try to say, okay, this is what you should do. Well, how, you can't tell these kids anything now because they have no respect, right? See, these little boys don't respect authority because the ultimate form of authority comes from their fathers or should come from their fathers, but their father is not around because he wanted nothing to do with their mom. What and how can you grow up being a man? Who's going to teach you how to be a man? The mom? The same mom who's allowing herself to be somebody's late night Friday night freak? How can anyone, male or female, grow up in that type of environment and say, wow, I'm going to respect myself. Well, I'm going to respect young women. I'm going to respect myself. You can't. It's a myth. And But see, but guess what? See, just like as sure as I'm saying this, these are things that you know, the, 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 the establishment, the authority, the powers that be, they came to this conclusion long ago. This is nothing new. But what they've done is they've, they've put people in power like Obama. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay-Z, like Beyonce. They elevate certain people to superstar status. See, back in the day, Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Muhammad Ali, Nelson Mandela, those were the people who were elevated to superstar status. So back in the day, we could actually point to, you know what I'm saying, some people and say, wow, this is who I want to be like. 
hey, I, I mean, I'd even settle for people saying I want to be like Mike. I mean, you shouldn't. I mean, you see what I'm saying? That's not even where, where we want to go with this. But I'd even settle for that. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, you got people wanting to be Beyonce, wanting to be like Jay-Z and, and T.I. These are people who all actively are passionate about playing the role that they've been put in place to play. And we as a community, we have a problem looking beneath the surface. We have a problem looking at what's actually going on. We just want to, we want to look at the surface. We want to just say, okay, oh, yeah, Beyonce is just an entertainer. Okay, Jay-Z is almost a billionaire. He makes good music. It's not about the music. It's not about being able to dance. It's not about a new song. You know, it's not an album, making money. Being a, it, This is about a system. It's about who signs Jay-Z's checks. You know what I'm saying? You say, oh, he's almost a billionaire. What, what, what do you think? Who do you think writes his checks? Who do you think is responsible for him being almost a billionaire? And Beyonce, who do you think controls these people? That's what people need to start thinking outside of the box. This is there's an agenda, people. Don't you see? It's and it's not just them. It's not just music. It's politics. You know, it's movies. It's television. You know what I'm saying? It's everything. It's everything as we know it, it, which is specifically being put in place to keep us enslaved. Now, be, you know, back in the day, it was physically. Now all it is is mentally. You, we once had Good Times, The Cosby Show, Family Matters, things like that. We got Basketball Wives, L.A., Loving Hip Hop. Do you see, do you see the, 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 the contrast? You go from The Cosby Show on Thursday nights where you see a wholesome family. That's all we had. Now, people on Thursday nights, they don't look forward to things like the Cosby Show because there is nothing like the Cosby Show. They look forward to an adulterous whore getting smashed off by the rich white man. And see, these are this is what we want to talk about tonight. Because this is you can't you can't, you know, this needs to be talked about. This is the only way we're going to see a change is when we first acknowledge the problem. You can't have a change if you don't even see a need for a change. You can't fix a problem if you don't even see the problem. So I say all that to say we're here tonight. Ask State on Advice Mondays. Phone lines are open, 646-200-0366. You guys have, you know, thoughts or, or solutions? You know, because I got some solutions, and we're going to talk about some solutions. You know, but I want to hear some solutions to teen pregnancy. I want to, I don't want to just hear defense. I want to hear some solutions. I don't want to hear excuses. I want to see hear a plan. A plan of how we are cuz it starts with me, it starts with you. This isn't going to change, you know, by because we have a black president. The president is part of the problem. The president is part of the system. The system presidents come and go, but the system has been in place for centuries, okay? So that's what we got to talk about, you know, and don't allow, never allow your own personal feelings, because let's be honest about this real quick, because I want to go to the phone lines, but let's be honest about it. You know, this show is done from a Christian perspective, a biblical perspective, and and when you have people who clearly are not living for Christ, you have people who are clearly living in the world, Understand, guys, that they're going to make excuses for the world. But when you're living for Jesus Christ, 
you the word tells us the Bible says to never aspire to be in the world because that makes you an enemy of God that separates you from God, and we as believers know that that's some place you don't want to be. Okay, so for, so we're going to talk about this thing from a couple different perspectives. On one hand, we're going to talk about it from an African American perspective. You know what we as a people can do to fix the problem. But then at the same time, from a Christian perspective, from a spiritual perspective, we've got to look at this not so much as an issue of black and white, although that's very prevalent in this country, but it's more a matter of good versus evil, God versus the devil. You know what I'm saying? Being in the world versus being in the word. My co-host Courtney Hobbs is with me tonight. Courtney, what's going on with you? Hey, how are you? Oh, you know I'm good, Courtney. I'm excited about tonight's show. And I don't even have an outline or a, you know what I'm saying? You know me, Courtney. I, I hit you up earlier today and said, what's up? You feel like doing a show? I feel like talking tonight. This is very impromptu. That's how we do it. You know, but what are your thoughts on everything that's going on? What are your thoughts on what are you seeing out here in, in the media? You know, I, I'm tired of what I see in the media. It's it's just getting worse um, just as far as, uh, what's being put out there as far as the music and, um, you know, how it's damaging to young women. It's, I mean, I've just seen the progression. I shouldn't say progression, regression, I should say, um, over the years um, through music. Because it, it first started off very subtle, and then now it's just blatantly, you know, obvious that, you know, the plan is to tear down the black family and break them apart, and now we're, you know, we've become divided as a race, and, and I don't I don't like it. I don't. And so with that being said, I'm excited to talk about it and just get into it. Yeah, let's, let's get into it. And, and let me just say, this is because I want to go right to the phone lines, too, 646-200-0366. You guys have questions, comments, thoughts, anything. You know, here's the thing. You know, this is not just music. This isn't let's just bash Beyonce. This isn't just let's talk about Jay. There's this is so this is listen, this is way goes way back before those guys and will be going on way long after those guys. You guys have to understand the word predicts all of this stuff. This is what's in Revelation. This is what's all throughout the Bible as far as what we as believers are going to settle for. You know, settle for the things that will, you know, quench our thirst. You know what I'm saying? That that that, that you know, that it was our itching ears, as the word puts it. You know, tell it, we will embrace those who, who make us feel good sexually. You know what I'm saying? Those who take us out of the mindset of our everyday lives. You know, the, the constant battle of, of spirituality, the convictions. Like, sometimes people, they don't always want to hear a Dayton Tolbert show where we get deep into it. Sometimes people just want to go see a Tyler Perry movie. Sometimes they just want to turn off the, the gospel music and actually just blast their partition. You know what I'm saying? Start feeling real good inside. Put them into a sexual mind state. Make them want to touch on themselves. Make them want to go call up somebody. Sometimes that's what people just want to do, right? And I get it because I've been there in my past. But you guys got to understand that is that, that, that the Bible specifically says there's a way that seems right to man. There's a way that feels good to man, right? But that way, Courtney, what? It's destruction. It's death. Right, you posted that the other day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's actually one of my favorite scriptures of all time. There's a listen to what listen, listen guys, listen to what we're saying. Listen to what the word is saying. There's there's a way that seems right to man, but that way ends in death. 
You know what I'm saying? That that way ends in destruction. That way leads to HIV. That way leads to pregnancy, chlamydia, deadbeat dads, you know, single-parent homes. 70% of black women, you know what I'm saying, are single. 70% of black babies are born into single-parent homes. 50% of all new cases of HIV involve a black woman. These are actual statistics. We talked the other night about Trayvon Martin, two-year anniversary, uh, the effect that gun violence is having in the black. It's all connected. This isn't about music. This is, this is far deeper than music. This is about the attack on us as a community, attack on us as a people. Okay? I mean, there, there's – and it's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Because – we're, I mean, we're talking. There's so much to say about this. I, I, I want to jump right into it, and I want to go to the phone lines. We're going to go to the phone, but I just want to set a, throw a couple of things out there. Some people may be listening; they might not follow us on Facebook. They may not what's, know what's going on. Basically, I was um, there's a video out there, Bill O'Reilly. Now, funny thing is, and this is on a whole another topic, but the media is is very good at you know selling you on who you should like and who you shouldn't like. And I bought into it for a very long time, to be honest with you guys. You know, and we talk a lot about it, but they're basically people who historically white people should like or the rich people should like and historic people who the the, the African-Americans should like. You know what I'm saying? The, the, The poor, the middle class, the lower class should like. You know, you should be a Democrat just because you're black. Why? Those are the ones who are fighting to keep us in slavery. Y'all didn't see Lincoln. Y'all don't know. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like that. Democrats are more liberal. Democrats tend to be more uh, less uh, biblically based in their platforms. You know, t- historically, politically, Democrats are the main ones fighting for the rights of abortion. The main ones fighting for the rights of homosexuality. You don't see Republicans fighting for gay rights. You don't see Republicans talking about uh, let's get rid of, uh, you know what I'm saying, abortion and, and, you know what I'm saying, all this stuff that the Bible is. Now, I'm not saying, you know, Republicans are, you know, great because it's all one big game. It's all one big joke. It's all one big agenda. But, I mean, that's what the media puts out there. Republican, bad, Democrat, good. And it, us as a community, I just look at it and I sit back and I'm like, wait a minute, why the heck do so many Christians support Democrats? If anything, you would think that more Christians would be conservative. I'm just asking, Courtney. You know, I mean, forget the fact that Democrats were the main ones, like I said, keep us trying to keep us in slavery. You know what I'm saying? But aside from that, but just from a spiritual standpoint, what I guess it's the the the, the financial aspect of things. Right, I guess it's the myth that Obama's going to raise your or prevent the raising of taxes and get you more money in your tax return. Is that it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Aside from him being black, I think that's um, also something that that sold a lot of us. It's just the fact that you know we'll um, have more money in our pockets because the Republicans want to take our money and they're only for the rich people and they don't care about us. And so, yeah, that's what I think it is. It's all BS. It's all BS. And it's funny. Let me just say this because I used to watch Fox News with a, like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I used to actually, like, it was like, I didn't even, like, the Charlie Brown whole thing. I, I was like, I would listen to them, like, wah, 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 wah. I, I couldn't hear anything that they were actually saying because I had been taught that everything that they say 
is a lie. Everything that they say is against blacks. They hate Obama. They hate like the middle class. And I'm just look. I'm just like sometimes I actually watch. I'm like, wait a minute. Like you know what I'm saying? Like have you guys ever actually watched? Have you guys ever actually listened? And a lot of times we be we've been so brainwashed as a people. And I'm not saying everything is on point, and I'm not saying that there aren't racists. But what I'm saying is everything is not what it seems. Everything is not an attack. Some stuff, a lot of stuff that the, that Fox News says about Obama is actually true. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of truth to that. And I don't want to get too political tonight, but I just want I just encourage everybody to stop believing the hype. Stop feeding into the lies and the, and the propaganda fed to you by the media and the government who controls the media, you know, to, fur, to further their agenda. We're like little points. I'm not going to say we because I know the deal. I'm not even going to put myself in the equation with some of these ignorant people out here who, who drink the Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? To be honest with you, you know, people who never even read a book, you know what I'm saying, want to act like they want to sit back and debate like they know what's going on. People who actually think that the, that elections actually mean something. People think that there's actually such a thing as the Electoral College. Why? Because that's what they were taught in, in social studies class in seventh grade. Not knowing that has nothing to do with how the political system system is actually really decided. Not knowing anything about the Federal Reserve. Not knowing anything about the Bilderberg Group. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing anything about anything that actually is how this country is ran. Not knowing anything about what's required to be in a position of power to begin with. Not understanding that every single political figure, every single entertainer has subscribed to a, a system <laughs> which can be seen through various symbols, which, you know what I'm saying, which you guys should all know, be familiar with by now. It's not, it's not hidden anymore. It's very blatant. Everyone should see it by now. You see what I'm saying? But it's all part of the plan. That's, so, but I guess I'm going right to the phone lines in two seconds. But we were talking about there's a video circulating about Bill O'Reilly, who is, and this is fun. It's another just interesting thing how the media is trying to make this some type of race war. Bill O'Reilly unjustly attacks Beyonce. Like what? What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like unjustly, he's a a a commentator, a political and 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 basically an entertainment. And political analyst expressing his opinion the same way I'm doing right now, and but he's attacking her. I, I'm sorry. I thought that's what people in those types of you know, if you're a talk show host, you talk. If you're a political analyst, you you analyze politics. You know, I mean, that's what I thought people did. Like Joan Rivers, she does fashion police. She's not going to sit up there and not talk about what people are wearing. That's what she does. So you, you're not attacking somebody. You're expressing a, an opinion that you were put in a position to express. You understand that? And so this is what so, – so just that is a problem, the way that it was even discussed when he decided to come out with a video. But for those of you who actually had the intelligence to watch the video, you got a chance to hear him speaking about actual issues that actually are plaguing the black community, right? I mean, that's that's the irony. It's like it's not like he's just making stuff up. It's not like he's just saying things that are not true. But he's speaking about things that are a problem, like teen pregnancy, you know, like single-parent homes, 
you know, like these little girls looking up to someone with millions of fans and saying, wow, this is cool. And when there's not anything to counteract that, you know, not anyone to say, well, okay, no, don't follow her, but look at your parents. Well, how can, what, what parents? They're saying this is all I have. See, back in the day, see, if you want to be honest, parents are supposed to shield their kids and protect their kids from negative images. Like back in the day, you don't hear these type of things too too much. But nowadays, but back in the day, you like we weren't allowed to watch certain TV shows. We weren't allowed to even listen to certain music. You know, they knew every CD that I had. You know, what I'm saying we went to school, we came straight home. If we weren't home by a certain time, it was like, where are you? Why aren't you home? And and that was, you know, we were in trouble if we weren't home by the time that they felt like we should have been home. There was no unaccounted for time. You understand that? But nowadays, these kids have all the time in the world. These kids are walking around with their asses out, and and I mean, and, and that's and this is and people have the audacity to just look past all that stuff and just nitpick about the smallest and most insignificant things to have an, a, an opinion on. But when they but they will actually walk by everyone all day with their asses out, looking like thugs, cussing. These kids are freaking bastards. Not all of them. But for anyone who tries to, and when I say bastards, I mean that both literally and figuratively. I mean literally bastards, meaning no father, don't even know their father half the time. And then figuratively, just ignorant bastards. You know what I mean? Just going around robbing people, killing people. Kid around my way got stuck up just walking his dog. You know, just as ignorant people with nothing to live for. And then people have the audacity to to not look at, like, okay, you see the problem, but then, okay, who's influencing these kids? You know what I'm saying? Who do they look up to? And a lot of people will debate as if that's not the case, but when the, when the reality is all you got to do is ask them. All you got to do is look at their iPods. All you got to do is, is eavesdrop, walk by them, and you actually hear these, sep- these seven-year-old girls, these ten-year-old girls, Talking about some driver, roll up the partition, please. I don't need you seeing Tamika on there on my knees. Inputting their own freaking names into these, you know what I'm saying? Y'all about to make me curse out here. Into these songs. Ten-year-old girls. You will hear that. And then you wonder why these little girls are one are getting pregnant at eleven years old, having abortions by thirteen, having multiple abortions by sixteen. Thirty year old grandmoms. And then people have the audacity not to look at the problem. Not to look at the root of it. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? I um I wanted to say I did get a chance to look at the Bill O'Reilly video. And I was so happy that um, he was talking about just what we're talking about now, um, just about how kids don't really, they don't have a a good influence. And to those that don't have parents, all they have is um, the media. And it's interesting because I always thought that he was a bad guy. I always thought that he was like the person that you just don't like or the person you hate and he's, you know, he's racist. But he's bringing up the same issues that you and I talk about all the time on the show, and I just thought, um, you know, that that was um, that was a very good video, and it was even funnier if you watched the video. And he's talking to uh, Russell Simmons, 
he's like dancing around the issue, talking about everything but, you know, the topic, and then has the nerve to call what Beyonce does uh, as art. He calls it art. But these little girls out here are suffering. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. No, you're absolutely right. Listen, Russell Simmons is a clown, okay? Let's be clear about that. Half of these guys out here are straight up homosexuals, okay? And I honestly believe Russell Simmons is one of them, to be 100% honest with you. I have no respect for anyone who buys into that system, period. Okay, I have no respect for that. No no respect whatsoever. I have even more even less respect for black men who and it's just a disgrace. I mean, you got a white man standing up for a, for the black community before a black man. I mean, that that just is a a a crying shame. And it's just disgusting to be honest with you. You see black men making excuses for the type of horish behavior that is destroying young black girls out here. That these young black girls are looking up to and and, and looking at and saying, Wow, this is who I want to be like. And and no one I mean, honestly, I've never heard a black man other than myself and the people I associate with even speak out against this type of behavior that is clearly having an effect on our on our youth. You know what I'm saying? And that that's a shame. That's a that's a real shame that people are more concerned with making money and he has daughters I believe. You know what I'm saying? It's more it's 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 a problem when you're more concerned about being politically and socially correct than you are about fixing a problem within your own backyard. That's a that's a real problem. Let's go to the phone lines though right now, six four six two zero 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 three six six. I want to hear from everybody. I want to hear from everybody. I don't care if you agree. I don't care if you disagree. I don't care if you're a Christian. I don't care if you're not a Christian. I don't care if you are Beyonce yourself. You know what I'm saying? Hit us up, man. Six four six. This is an open forum. This is the realest show in the world. Has been for the last ten years. We don't screen calls. We don't ditch calls, dodge calls, whatever you want to call it. We take all calls. All uh, opinions are welcome as long as it's done in a respectful manner. Uh, Courtney, you know you're here. I'm here. Let's go to the lines. Uh, Let's see what we got. I see a call on the line from the 203 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. 203, there? Oh, they got their radio on up loud. Let's hang up on them real quick. 646-200-0366. Hit the, I mean, just, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how else to say. Hit the number one on your keypad if you have a question or comment. If you don't, then don't. You know, what I'm saying? I think that's pretty simple, don't you, Corey? It's, it's been that way for forever. I, you would think people would have it by now, right? You know, I I, I would have liked to hope so, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Oh, Let's go back to the phone line six four six two zero 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 three six six two one five area code. Welcome to the Day Don Tolbert Show. Two one five nine zero eight. You there? Oh hi, this is Dolores. Um. I'm here. I'm sorry I was on mute. Um, I, of course, you mentioned that those of us who had the intelligence to uh, watch the video, and obviously I guess I don't have the intelligence to watch the video because I haven't watched the video. However, I saw your post on uh, Facebook 
um, in reference to the Beyonce's video. I mean, Beyonce being a role model, and I it just hit me because I I just believe that when it well from the way I was raised, um, of course there were a lot of negative um, things happening within the environment and so on. But I just feel like um, a youth or individual, the way you are raised, comes starts from your household. So if you don't have that guidance from your parents and you depend on outside sources for guidance, you aren't going to be, you know, um, uh, uh, raised in, you know, in the right way. So by by that, that whole video coming to say that um, Beyonce, I mean, your post saying that Beyonce isn't living her way to to represent um, black youth just had a little disturbance, and, and I just. But overall, all of everything he talked about, it does make a lot of valid sense. But it, it was just something that just hit me, and I and, and I didn't even have the time to look at the video before the call. But I wish I did to see exactly what he was talking about. Perhaps it was going to help me to understand it more. Of, um, you know, well, let me let me explain it to you a little bit. Let me just ask you. Let me explain it a little bit. And let me ask you a quick question. Pretty much in the video, he was talking about the, exactly what you said: the fact that most of these kids nowadays they don't have parents. Because I agree. I hear a lot of people saying, you know, cause I talk about stuff like this on a regular basis. So a lot of times people will say, well. You know, it starts at home, and it's not Beyonce's job to be a parent to these kids. And I agree with that. It's not her job. You know what I'm saying? And it does start at home. But my question then is, what do these kids do when they, one, don't have a, a, you know parents who actually care about them and love them and take responsibility for them? And all you see is Beyonce, on the other hand, portraying herself as a role model. Do You, you do recognize well, we that have- she does... That's what she does, right? Right. Well, I do know of her. I'm not, like, a huge fan or anything, but I knew, do know of her, and I have seen explicit um, video and, and and stuff that she does. But we have other positive sources that these kids can look up to. It's, a, it's an option. It's a choice to make. If you have uh, Michelle Obama, who is a very positive uh, mo- uh, role model, and you have Beyonce and you chose to follow her, well, you know, follow that path, what, you know, what can I say? That's It's just... You have other sources that can help you in the direction you want to go. Unfortunately, I, you know, that's just how <laughs> it seems like most of these kids, that's the direction they're following. But I feel like if people are smart enough and they have they, they have a choice. And because but these Beyonce are kids, isn't though. I was a kid at one point. I, I'm sorry, but I think I'm just being very difficult to understand this whole thing because I feel like I was a kid at one point. I I had the option to pick. I had, you know, different, several options. I, I knew um, things that weren't appropriate, and I knew things that were, and I chose to follow the things that were appropriate. And if you, and I was a kid, and I made that decision. So, But you had parents, though, right? <laughs> yeah, but still, oh, gosh. No, it's just I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm not being too sensitive to this. Really, I I, I don't know how to describe I, it. But I, Dolores, I feel you. I, I appreciate you you calling in, and you know I get it. And I think that's kind of what I was saying in the towards the beginning of the show is that. But no, I, no, thank you for the call though, Dolores. I appreciate. It. See, a lot of times people, it, it's hard when you grew up a certain type of way. Because even sometimes I have a trouble. 
I have trouble relating to certain things based on how I grew up. I went to a, a great school. I grew up with a great family. You know what I'm saying? I didn't grow up in the ghetto. So there are going to be certain things that I just can't relate to. I can speak about them. I maybe have made myself familiar with but as far as you know, relating on a firsthand level, that's not what I can relate to. But I think we have to step outside of the box. You know what I'm saying? It's clear, Dolores, you know, she grew up with, like she said, she had choices. She said, you know what I'm saying? These kids out here, they don't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? That's all they see. When they go to school, Beyonce is all they see. When they come home, that's all that's on the radio. That's all that's on the TV. They don't have anyone to say, turn off the TV, or you're not going to watch this channel, or you're going to read this book. They don't have that. If you put a child into a candy store, Okay, and, all, and again, it's a candy store with only candy in it. Guess what? That kid's going to come out that store with some cavities. They're going to come out that store with a stomachache. They're going to come out that store about 5, 10 pounds heavier. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't have the discipline. They don't have anything out that, that says to them, no, you can't do this, or you shouldn't do this, or this is a better way to go. Kids need guidance. That's what I think a lot of people don't realize. We're not talking about adults. We're talking about children. We're talking about nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds, who all they know is bad. You know, kids, like, we, they have a natural disposition to do what they're not supposed to do. That's what kids do. I mean, that's just kids, period. They need parents to guide them in the right way. These kids don't want to watch I'm, uh, hypothetically speaking, let's just say Michelle Obama is a role model and is someone positive. Hypothetically, I don't believe that to be true, but let's just say, you know what I'm saying? Then, oh yeah, let's follow. They don't want to follow someone like her. They would rather, you know, go ahead and follow the freaks. And they, you know, these kids, they would rather dress like freaks, you know, and, and short skirts. And it takes a parent to say, oh no, you're not going outside with all that makeup and. That short skirt, you know what I'm saying? It, that's a parent's job. So we're not talking about people or kids who are even able or willing to make those own decisions. The only thing that's the reason why you and I and people like Courtney and, you know, some other people who grew up the right way, it, like that's why, because they had those outside influences. We don't, this is not, you know, those times. This is a totally different world. These kids today are growing up totally different than you and I did. So it's hard, I know it's hard to understand and to relate, but you have to. See, now here's the thing. Now, real quick, and not to put Dolores on the spot, but see, she she brought up, she made a very interesting point. She said that, you know, there are choices. You could either dress like a hoe, like Beyonce, present yourself like a hoe, like Beyonce, or you could follow a more respectable path, like like let's say Michelle Obama, right? But what happens when the two paths are merged? What happens when Michelle Obama embraces Beyonce? What happens when Michelle Obama gets up there and does the same exact dances that Beyonce does? What happens when Michelle Obama's husband, Barack Obama, embraces Beyonce as, and I quote, the best possible role model for his little girls? What happens then? So at that point, there is no choice. It's just one choice. Because think about it. If you embrace Michelle Obama and Michelle Obama embraces Beyonce and Barack Obama embraces Beyonce, well, then that makes it all okay then. That makes it okay 
for our youth to embrace Beyonce because she has now the approval of influential people like Oprah Winfrey, like Michelle, like Barack, like Russell Simmons, like whoever you want to pick. And so that's the pro- that's not only a problem, but that's the agenda. That's the the role of the system to create these idols, to create, you know what I'm saying, these people who will be put on a pedestal as role models. It's all strategic. It's all strategic. How do you do that? Well, you put a black man in office and you and then you put you allow and then the whole black community rallies behind him. They listen to everything he says. He can do no wrong. Then you get him to publicly embrace and co-sign the actual people who are presenting the worst possible messages for our youth. Understand, and let's be clear, guys, because we can talk around it, but be clear. And I'm 36. I grew up like in that. I grew up in the Cosby Show era. You know what I'm saying? There has never been anyone in in in, in the history of entertainment who was who possessed and who put forth a more destructive message collectively. You know what I mean? As far as her overall body of work, then Beyonce. And I challenge anyone to prove me wrong on that. There has never been anyone with a more destructive, but the key word there is influential body of work than Beyonce. Because I'm sure you could go find some people who are more like, I mean, you could go pull out some porn stars, but did they have the ear? Did they have the influence? Were they in the living rooms? Of the did they sit and have tea and crumpets with the Obamas? You see what I'm saying? That's you guys don't understand how how powerful that is for kids to see that, for parents to see that. I know parents who will remain nameless who have even said, "Well, I, I say, well, look, have you did you actually listen to the song?" They say, "Well, no. Nah, I mean, I just assumed that it wasn't so bad. I mean, she, you know, how bad could it be? I mean, the president is, you know, says Jay Z's on his iPod. So I mean, how bad could it be?" Well, it could be very bad. And Jay-Z still raps about drugs and guns and murder and rape. You know what I'm saying? Molly, ecstasy. You know, these are all things that actually happens. But when you see someone of influence and power embracing this way of life, how bad can it really be? Any thoughts, Courtney? Yeah, that was really uh, smart, you know, to do that. Um, because, you know, kids are really going to buy into it. Because it used to be where, you know, you had more so things that were black and white, but it's not so black and white anymore. You know, it's like everybody is, like, on the same team. Like, we could even go to politics and say, oh, well, here's the Republicans and here are the Democrats, but they're all working for the same people. So it's it's like everyone is... um you know, really all about the same agenda and the same plan. And so it, it doesn't matter who these kids follow because, I mean, ultimately it will lead to, you know, the plan that they have um, for us. And so that's yeah, why it's absolutely. so important to have parents there. That's the problem is these parents aren't there. See, I remember a time when back in the day, see, black women used to actually give a damn. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, you think of like the women with the you know with the afros and the black power fists and all that stuff, and you know what I'm saying? They actually cared about the state of black, not just the black community, but black women. 
Nowadays, they we don't have that. See, that's what you guys. You guys don't even see. See, some people are so ignorant that they don't even see that that there is in fact a difference. I grew up where the women of Spelman College protested against Nelly when they when he came out with tip drill, tip drill, and they had the. Uh, the, the dude swiping the credit card down the uh, the, the stripper's butt crack. I, that, I, that actually happened. They all got together and they said, wait a minute. We are better than that. We are, but yeah, these women are disrespecting themselves, but we're not going to support anyone who thinks it's okay to disrespect black women in that manner. So they protested. Now, the irony is that he was actually coming to do a, a, you know, a charity concert for sickle cell anemia, so it was going to actually raise money for a positive cause to his sister's foundation who actually died of sickle cell. You know what I'm saying? But they, So the concert didn't end up happening. The money wasn't raised, so it ended up shooting, you know what I'm saying, shooting themselves in the foot anyway. But the, the, the idea, idea behind it was good because they saw a problem with how they were being portrayed by black men, how they were being disrespected by black men. You don't hear stories like that anymore. There was a time, okay, not so long ago, where we would have protested black women being portrayed as whores on television, like being Mary Jane, like Olivia Pope on Scandal. That I grew up during that time. I don't think you guys hear what I'm saying to you. I don't know how if y'all are young. I don't know if y'all are oblivious. I don't know if you just don't know. But this is the stuff that black people talked about back in the day, at least where I come from. You know what I'm saying? Parents protested. Parents wrote letters. Parents boycotted these shows, resulting in the cancellations, resulting like when the white people try to do, do this stuff, like, yo, wait a minute, I'm not going to support this. Not only are we not boycotting, protesting, and even having a problem with it, but we are making these shows the highly rated shows that they are. We're making being Mary Jane a success. Since when is that okay with black people? You know what I'm saying? Back in the, I don't know if y'all remember when they were making like all the boys in the hood, minister society, Jews, South Central. We as a people got together and said, yo, what's up with all this? You guys are making, you're bankrolling, you're not in the movies, white people, but you're bankrolling these movies and, and you know what I'm saying? And, and, becoming passionate about portraying us as drug dealers, as gangsters, as hookers, as whores. We want to see more positive movies. That's when all of a sudden they put out, you know what I'm saying, they they started putting out The Best Man and, you know, like all those other types of movies that came along around that time. That was all in response, you know what I'm saying, to protests by us. There was a time when all they had was The Cosby Show. There was a time when there were no black comedies on TV. There was a time when there were no black actors or actresses nominated for Emmys or Academy Awards. And then they, you know what I'm saying, as a result, like the next few years, they put Andre Brower, I forget the name of the show, um, it was like a medical drama, they put him in a show on, you know what I'm saying, on network TV. They, they came out with like four or five different shows with all black actors. None of those shows really lasted, but it was the fact that we protested an issue, and they they were forced to do something about it. There's no protest anymore, guys. The only protest nowadays is when we feel as though we are wronged by the white man. 
there is no, there's no protest. I mean, if the closest thing to it that I can remember as of late was people talking about and this was really not people. It was like one person, like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, and then people started jumping on the bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? But they're even putting – it's all BS. Oh, no, there's no black people, no black actresses on Saturday Night Live. Like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all want to really care about a, a, a freaking Saturday Night Live that most people don't even watch anyway? But you have the, the nerve to protest. Oh, there are no black actors on Saturday Night Live. Forget the fact that more black women have had abortions than every other race out there. Abortions is the number one cause of death in the black community, 70% of black. I mean, like all these statistics that actually matter. And people want to talk about black comedians and actresses on a show that, that black people historically don't even watch like that? Does that make any sense to you, Courtney? No, it just shows how passionate we are about the wrong things. This stuff is ridiculous. I just sit around. I sometimes just sit back and look at people. I'm like, yo, like, what the heck is wrong with people? You know what I'm saying? Again, we're talking about Bill O'Reilly. Where is the Russell Simmons? Where is the the Al Sharpton? Where is Jesse Jackson protesting partition? You see what, like, the stuff that I talk about, why is the only person on a national level talking about the things that I talk about? Where's Steve Harvey at? Where's Mike Bazden at? Where are these quote-unquote leaders at? Why the heck is Bill O'Reilly the only man talking about the real issues? Please, anyone, somebody, you know what I'm saying? That somebody has to see a problem with that. Our little kids are being brainwashed by these images. He Monica Lewinsky'd all over my blouse. That is a whorish comment. Period. It's a whorish comment. Okay? Only a whore would make a comment like that. Period. No no, no debate. No sugarcoating. That is one of the most whorish. Now, I'm not going to say that. That's the most I'm talking about, I don't care who you put, you dig up Little Kim's lyrics, you dig up Adina Howard, you dig up some of the biggest freaks in the history of music, and in my opinion, you'd be very hard-pressed to find something more whorish, a more whorish reference than he Monica Lewinsky'd all on my blouse. Now, I already know what the psychos are going to say. They say, well, you know, hold on, Daydon, but, you know, she's married, so... But and see, but here's the thing about that. And see, this because I already think about all this stuff. That does not mean a thing, okay? And if it does mean a thing, we got we, then we really got to do some talking. We got to talk about some stuff because here's the thing. There are a lot of rappers. First of all, there's no references to who she's talking about. There's no nothing in the song says, okay, this is about my husband or me and my marriage or nothing. It's just this is an act that I'm engaging in. Like, for example, Freakum Dress, like where she was talking about going to the, getting drunk, going out, pissed off at her boyfriend, having a casual one-night stand, independence woman. It, it wasn't about anyone specific. It was just a kind of ambiguous reference that she just put out there, and you just took it how you took it. And nobody said, well, hmm, is she in a relationship with Marcus Houston, or is she with Jay-Z? Because if I remember correctly, Courtney, and you, I don't know, but you correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't she with Jay-Z at the time when she made Freakum Dress? Yeah. I, I mean, I, you, and I'm, you Beyonce stalkers and Beyonce historians, I'm sure you can get your timeline out and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe she was with Jay-Z 
at the time when she was singing about getting drunk and having a casual one-night stand cheating on her boyfriend. So you guys connect the dots here. So if that was the case then and she made music that actually didn't necessarily mean that it was truth and that she was even referring to what was actually going on in her life and it was, quote-unquote, just a song, well, then why is everyone so positive that when she's talking about roll up the partition, why is it automatically assumed that when she's talking about getting on her knees and somebody busting a nut all in her freaking throat, that she's automatically talking about her husband? Is that should that be an automatic assumption going back, at, you know, through her catalog and the, and the songs made during that same time that she was with Jay Z? Right, you should assume that. That should not be an automatic assumption, guys. I mean, because if you if you're using that same logic, okay, if if then oh no no she's a married woman. And and that automatically means that all the music that she makes is about her husband. Well, then go back and look at what was going on in their relationship. You know, all the music she made about being a hoe, about having casual one-night stands. Back at Jay-Z's catalog and all the women he talks about having sex with out on tour while he's with, you know, uh, while he was with Beyonce. Go, see, that's the problem. People, they, they have an opinion about Jay-Z and, and different things, but they don't actually listen to the music, whereas I actually have an opinion because I've listened to the music. I don't just sit up here in some, you know, room somewhere just talking out my butt. I, can, I know more about Jay-Z than most people. I know more about Beyonce than half these Beyonce fans. That's just because that's what a parent does. These people, these people they call themselves parents, but they don't even know what their kids are listening to. Jay-Z makes music about having sex with groupies. You understand? I mean, that's what I'm, that's what he, I'm not talking about back in the day. I'm talking about on his last album. You see what I'm saying? And so why is everyone so certain that Beyonce talking about oral sex, not that it matters, because let's just say hypothetically, real quick, let's just say hypothetically, it's 100% clear that she's talking about her husband. That's still whorish behavior. See, a lot of women don't understand that getting a ring does not mean that you're automatically respectable. It doesn't mean that you're dealing with a man of God. It doesn't even mean that you're in a good marriage or a good relationship. It just means that you have a ring and you sign a piece of paper. Respectable women don't talk about their sex lives, period. I don't care if you're married or not, ladies. Respectable women... Don't make excuses for whorish behavior, period. If if you do, then that basically means most likely you too have done or are, are living a lifestyle somewhat similar to this music in which you are defending. You're not going to find too many women making excuses for, for Beyonce who have respectable Facebook pictures. Or who are who are not taking the ass shots, making the duck face, posting the cleavage shots. Those. Let's be clear about this. And I cha- I challenge anyone to click on the pages of anyone who you guys see debating with me about Beyonce. I promise you, I will put money on it. You will see ass shots. You will see those breasts out. 
I promise you that. You will see a head full of weave. You will see a single woman. I promise you that. I guarantee you that. Am I lying, Courtney? Do we need to do an impromptu experiment? Do I need to pull up my Facebook page and go back to the people debating and let's see what we see? And we can all do it together if you like. Do we need to or should we keep it moving? I did that a couple of days ago. (laughs) I'm not going to do it in the interest of time. I'm not going to do it. But But I have done it. Privately, because I don't like to put people on blast, but I but understand what I'm saying to you. I promise you, you will see those shots. I promise you, you will see a woman. See, I update my status with scriptures every morning, not because I want to, not because I love Jesus Christ. That's times where I'm, you know, reflecting and spending some quiet time with God, and I like to share that. That's what I do first thing in the morning. But you will not see those types of things. For women who think it's okay to talk publicly about their sex lives. Why? Sex lives. And the reason for that being because they think that stuff is cool and most likely they too are not celibate. They too are living vicariously through Beyonce hoping to have a similar result that will clearly never happen. The only way to be blessed with love is not, you know what I'm saying, through the world, not through uh, plenty of fish, you know, whatever these other secret sites you guys like to go and black people meet, you know what I'm saying, like the hidden ones like that aren't as out there like that, you know, people going on there secretly praying, God, bless this, bless this search, you know what I'm saying, bless this, <laughs> let me, as I filter, filter these search results, hope, please allow my husband to pop up in my inbox, please allow him to poke me. You know, please allow this guy who's soliciting for me for sex in my inbox to not actually just want me for sex, even though he's only viewing me for in that manner because I have my breasts out. But please allow this actually to go somewhere special. Even though my behavior is the same way it's been all throughout the course of my life since I've been 16, please allow this situation to be somehow different. Yeah, I know I slept with them on the first date. Yeah, I know I went down on them and, and you know and asked them to roll up the fake ass partition in my Honda Accord from 1992. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I got down on my knees in the back seat of that cramped back seat. You know what I'm saying? And he and he he Monica Lewinsky all of them. Yeah, I know that actually happened, and that's the real reason why I like. You know what I'm saying? The, the, these songs. But please, God, allow this to be different. Guess what, guys? Newsflash, it ain't going to be different. Those old cars, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't have a partition, ladies. Okay? Stop it. You don't have a partition, and you never will. You Not, not only do you not have a partition, you don't have a driver. And these women, they get, I mean, because I get it. See, what a lot of women don't understand is I used to be that guy here in Philly at every major event, VIP list at every major, was cool with every single promoter in the city of Philadelphia. There was not a club that I could not get, get into, walked straight to the front of the line, go straight to VIP in Philly. And there was not, and me and all the homies, oh, he's with me, boom, 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 oh, y'all a VIP, here go your wristband, boom, you good. You know what I'm saying? I, I did all of that, okay, for uh, a good part of my my youth, and so what I'm saying to you is, I know I saw this stuff firsthand when a Beyonce song came on. And again, I'm 36, so let's be clear about this. When I was out there, I was in my 20s, so a lot of those women that I was grinding up on those asses were also in their 20s, 
who are now also in their 30s debating. Ladies, if you're debating, that means you're debating because you're still trying to live the life that you were trying to live when you were 22. You will never, I promise you, find a black woman who's married debating about Beyonce. You will only find that with single women who, who can't see outside of that lifestyle and, 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 and condemning as the word says we are supposed to do when it comes to sin. There's a huge definition, or excuse me, a huge difference between condemning sin and being judgmental. There's a huge difference, okay, that a lot of people evidently don't, they miss that scripture. But, the, you know what I'm saying, you, that would mean, condemning that sin for them would mean taking a long, hard look in the mirror at who they are and the type of life that they lead. And so anyone who who comes at Beyonce is you know what I'm saying they take that personally because that they they represent Beyonce represents them. I mean, you know, from the 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 weave to the blonde hair to the sexual lifestyle. You know, and see it's again, it's all part of the plan. Okay? Beyonce is is has become the 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 major and and most let's just be clear about it. Beyonce is the most successful and influential artist in history. I'm talking for however you want to look at it. I'm talking record sales. I'm talking media attention. I'm talking about worldwide influence. I'm talking about um, concert ticket sales. However you guys want. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about as far that Jay Z and Beyonce are the richest couple in America. There is no couple richer in entertainment. The psychos are trying to Google right now to prove me wrong. You will not do it. You, they are the richest couple. I think Brad and Angelina might be second. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Beyonce and Jay Z are number one. Um, at least they were as of last year. You understand? So. When I say that, this, you say, well, what, what, why are you singling her out? Well, you can't. That's what Malcolm X did. That's what Martin Luther King did. You can't talk about a problem, but then not go to the head of the, the, you know, the head of the problem. We talked about this a couple months ago. When Dr. King saw an issue, he went straight to the, the source. He went straight to the White House. He said, well, look, we're going to march to Washington. They didn't say, let's go to North Philly. They didn't say, let's go around the, the, the way to you know, down to City Hall. No, they said, no, forget City Hall. We got to go to the to the White House. We got to go to the most influential establishment that's going to give us the best, that's the, the source of the problem. And if we're talking about what is the single most harmful and most influential thing damaging our kids, who's more influential than Beyonce? Anyone who has an answer to that question, let me know, Courtney. Who is more influential than Beyonce? No one. No one. Understand, no one. Beyonce was rated by Time Magazine as being more influential than Michelle Obama, more influential than Oprah Winfrey. No one is more. If somebody goes, like, "Wow, I find it hard to believe," you can find it hard to believe all you want to. That's just the enemy, the the the, the devil you know, corrupting your soul and blinding your heart to not be able to see what's abundantly clear. 
Beyonce is the most successful and the most influential and the most destructive force in the black community. It's causing on two twofold. It's causing black women to present themselves and embrace a whorish and freakish lifestyle and mentality and way of thinking, and it's causing black men to 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 not be able to, you know what I'm saying? Because like, it's, it's it's damaging the old, the younger generation, and she's damaging the older women. These little girls look up to her and aspire to be like her. Okay, these thirty plus year old women still look at Beyonce as their source of hope. Many of these women are single moms. So when you really connect the dots, you have mothers who, who want to be like Beyonce, 35, 40-year-old mothers who want to be like Beyonce, okay? Then you got 9-year-old girls who want to be like Beyonce. I mean, it's anyone, I mean, no disrespect, but anyone who can't see how that has the potential and actually is destroying the black community from top to bottom, there's something wrong there. There's something seriously wrong if you can't see that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we wouldn't be having this conversation if there were if it if it was the village. You know what I'm saying? That 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 exists, the structure that exists in ancient African civilizations where where it actually took villages to raise a child. You know what I'm saying? Because it didn't matter what was going on outside of the village, the village protected that child. See, I grew up in a village. Every every year, I still celebrate Kwanzaa with that village in which I was raised. You understand that? I still call people mama so-and-so, baba so-and-so, aunt so-and-so, uncle so-and-so. I still have respect for them. They're not, you know what I'm saying? I'm a grown man, but I still have, I still call people mama so You know what I'm saying? That's just how I was raised. And and when you don't have that type of structure, if you don't have that type of family life, that type of upbringing, you will be finding, you know what I'm saying, let's be honest. When your mom was a cheap knockoff version of Beyonce, what the heck do you, I mean, of course you're going to be debating about Beyonce. When your dad ran out on Beyonce, or excuse me, ran out on your mom the same way, you know, Beyonce sings about men doing her wrong back in the day, of course you're going to be able to relate. Of course you're going to feel some type of way if somebody says, hey, look, well, this is what Jesus Christ says about how a woman should react or should carry herself. But you see, like, that's, that's how bad this guy and Courtney. That's how bad this guy and people, they don't even care what the word says. Have you noticed that? Like, I'll, I'll say stuff, right, and then I'll put a scripture, like, right underneath it. And they won't even, they'll, just, they'll still debate. It didn't used to be like that even a year ago, even two years ago. Now it's like people will see that they don't even care. Have you noticed that? I have. People um, have gotten so brainwashed and, you know, they're, they're damaged too because of the things that happened to them and how they grew up. So that combination, yeah, it's a deadly one. Let me read you all something real quick. Let me read you all something. This is from, from Ephesians five one. Uh, through six, through twenty. Uh, right, I'm sorry. Five one through six. Okay. Therefore, be imitators of God. Can we just stop right there for a second? You know what I mean? Can we really stop right there for a second? Because 
Courtney, you know how it is. I used to be in the club when this was when this came on. But when that song Get Me Body came on. Petra Weasley, Pat Pat what was everybody in the club doing? Including myself, patting my weave. Patting that dirty, nasty, yeah. sweaty weave out. Not you, Courtney. Everybody else. But y'all know I mean, no disrespect to y'all, ladies, but y'all know those weaves smell like sweat when you're da- when you're like in the club dancing out. They don't smell good. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm that's just but <laughs> I'm just saying they don't. It's it's actually disgusting. Like when that guy is grinding on your, you know what I'm saying? When you're backing it up into him, and you're like all drunk and high, and in and some state of euphoria, just you know head back, you know what I'm saying? Grind, letting him grind on, caress you and stuff like that. You know he's like his head is like back, trying not to smell your nasty weave, right? Y'all know? I mean, I'm just asking, do y'all know that? Like nobody talks about that, but the fellas know. Like you be look next time you in the club getting your freak on. Like look at the guys. The ladies be all laid back, their head all back. The guys be like, yo, get the yo back up, man. Yo, bend over or something, face down. Where's some Luke at? Face down. You know what I'm saying? Not not head back. That means I got to smell that nasty weave. Hair be all in your face. You be seeing men pu- pulling hair out their mouths, choking or gagging on hair on fake hair. That is disgusting. That is absolutely, Courtney, have you ever noticed? Come on, you never even thought of that, did y'all? I, I noticed it now that you bring it up. I've seen that before. Uh, yeah. It's funny. Nobody talks about this stuff. Just that story alone has never been heard on talk radio before. You know what I'm saying? We just made history right now. Because, but it's so real. It's something every man can relate to. And women really be thinking they're doing something. They're like, oh, yeah, my ass is fat, so I'm just going to give him this ass. No, nah, don't give him that. Go give him some head and shoulders, some shampoo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ladies, one of the most sexy. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm just being honest with y'all. Take those weaves out, man. Take them out. <laughs> I'm about to, I was about to go too far, but I'm excited. It's even realer than that, you know, because I... I'll leave it alone, man, but trust me. Just no, go there. Go there. Go there. You want me to go there? I want yes. me to go there. See, let me make see because I've lived it. That's what I'm saying. I've lived this stuff. That's why I know what I'm talking about. Some women are so uh, uh, in tuned to the to to this the freakiness and the whorishness that and I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming the women because these men are definitely participants in it and have no problem with it. But I'm just saying what it is. You know, when we look at why the community is not, you know, having black love and black relationships like they once did, it's because of the stuff that we're talking about today. I've actually gotten my grind on women. They're sitting up there trying to arouse me. You know what I'm saying? Actually reaching back and being like, yo, like, what's up? You know, trying to feel something. And I'm like, yo, your weave is turning. I can't breathe. <laughs> I cannot, I can't breathe, let alone get an erection, because you are, you know what I'm saying, your hair is disgusting. First of all, you're not attractive. I'm just saying. And women will, they will, they will be, they will actually be trying to get you off in the club a lot of times. And then they have the audacity to, you know, when that guy asks for the number, and he's like, yeah, what's up, what you doing tonight? You know, they have the audacity to, to feel disrespected. When you just got finished you know, rubbing on me, and I'm like, yo, what's up? What you doing later on tonight? To to act indignant? To say, oh, I don't know, what you mean? What type of girl you think I am? What? 
kind of girl are you? You're a whore. You're a, like you're a freak. You just let me. I was just palming the bottom of your breast on the dance floor. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you think this is? And see, a lot of times, so people don't understand the connection. People don't understand. It's it's all, and this is before I didn't always see it this way, but now you really do have to look at the the spirit, because sexuality is a spirit. Homosexuality is a spirit. There are a lot of spirits. Depression is a spirit, you know. And when you are in that environment, certain types of music, like, I got to be honest with you. See, this is how real I am. I don't have, I'll tell you all something. I might be in my car. I might be chilling. I might, uh, uh, you know, a video might come on or something. Partition actually has a a catchy beat. I'm not going to sit there and act like, you know, just from a musical standpoint, it's not a catchy tune. But sometimes I even have, that's what I'm saying to y'all. I'm probably one of the only people real enough to admit it, but I might even have to be like, I got to catch myself. Like, whoa, are you really just bothering me? But like, no, that's not cool. And so that if so if I'm as passionate about Jesus Christ and about, you know, the black community, and even I have to sometimes catch myself, oh, I already know that nobody out there is going to be able to be like, oh, no, I don't feel, I, never, I can't relate to what you talk. Come on. And that's how you know it's a spirit. That's how you know it has the potential to really significantly influence this overall agenda, you know what I'm saying, and put forth this agenda set in place by the powers that be. And when I, I'm speaking about two different things. I don't know if you all understand that. On one hand, the agenda to destroy the black community, but on the other, or I should say oppress the black community, but then on the other hand, people who actually are passionate about furthering Satan's agenda. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's two very different but at the same time similar agendas that are both being put forth at the same time. But back to Ephesians. We're not supposed to be padding our weaves. You know, when when you're not supposed to be imitating Beyonce. How many of y'all try to do that stupid uh, heel toe thing? What is it? What does she do? Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what is that? What's that part of the song that she says? You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't actually. That same song. You know what I'm talking about? Pat, you know what I mean? Pat, Pat, Pat. Uh, y'all know what I'm talking about? The last, one of the last stupid things on that stupid song. But y'all all try to do that stupid thing with your feet, mess it up, don't even know how to do it. But you know, you're imitating Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Walk walk like Naomi. Can't. You're imitating Beyonce. The Bible says, and there are people who probably won't even understand, that there's so many things that she and many others have done that have been taken straight from the Bible. Drunken love is just one of many. Jay-Z has one of, you know, tons of those little types of you know, uh, songs and sayings and things that are direct mockeries of of what the word says but it says be not imitators of god as beloved children and walk in love as christ loved us and gave us gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to god but sexual immorality and all impurity and covetousness must not be named among you as is proper among saints, meaning children of God, believers in Jesus Christ. How many Christians be blasting partition? 
began horny when they listened to Drunken Love, lusting after these videos. You know, talking to themselves in the car, talking about some roller partition. You're in the front seat. You're driving. You know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? Jeez, Courtney. Don't lie. Come on, Courtney. You know you be doing it, too. Keep it real, man. What's up? Let's be honest. What are we doing? What are you talking about? You 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 driving in your in your Pontiac your Pontiac talking about some road or partition up when you be by yourself. Not exactly. No. You don't do that? No. Nope. All right. All right. But but look, but this is what it says. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. Okay. Let there be no filthiness. Well, what's a good example of of filthiness? Hmm. I can't think of anything. Oh, that's it. He Monica Lewinsky'd all on my blouse. You know, I don't want you to see Beyonce on her knees. Oh, yeah, that's a good example of filthiness. And impurity, or and and really in in foolish talk, because it sounds crazy. Monica Lewinsky was a whore, right? I mean, let's just be honest about that. I mean, every she will even tell you that she was Bill Clinton's jump off. I mean, that's what she was. That's you know, this is somebody who didn't even smash. And that's, let me just say something, ladies. And this is, because like, I'm an OG player from back in the day. And I'll be honest with you, ladies. The worst way that a man can can view a woman is when he doesn't even, even want to smash. Keep it real, ladies. Y'all know what it's like. You ever just, you know, if a man just asks you for head, you know what I mean? Like, and you actually give it to him. And he doesn't even want to hit. He doesn't even want to, you know, get put the condom on and smash. But he just like comes all in your mouth, and that's it. And just rolls out and like, all right, thanks. You know, that's the oh, worst wow. possible way a man can view a woman. And that's basically what Beyonce is comparing her. So that's what Bill Clinton did to Monica Lewinsky. He put, took her into some room up in the Oval Office, wherever the heck he had her. He bust all up in her mouth, right? And then he rolled out. That's that. Keep it moving. And here you have. So, and I just want to. I don't see. I grew up. Uh, that, that's my time. Like I remember that. Like I remember turning on the news, and that was the the major news story. Bill LeQuin, uh, Clinton, you know, and Monica Lewinsky. She was a whore. Now, and fu- here's the funny thing. Not only was she a whore, but ironically, she was villainized and demonized, and you know, just just. You know the the most she, who is like the equivalent. I can't even think of anybody who is, who's the modern day, you know, version. Maybe like how people get on Lindsay Lohan or you know something like that. But like it's not even on that level. She was like the worst possible woman ever. People loved Hillary. You know, Hillary Clinton will probably be president specifically because of the way that people clung to her as a result of how she handled that situation. Her husband having sex with her or doing whatever he did with a whore. And so my question is, why would someone, you know, want to even associate themselves with one of the worst and most vilified women in the history of this country? 
You know, like why would I mean how I, I I'm like almost I'm speechless. I can't even understand how Obama would say Barack Obama would say this is the best possible role model for my two girls when she's a woman who compares herself to Monica Lewinsky, who's one of the most whorish women of all time, and then you actually have black women making excuses for her and taking up for her when she's comparing herself to a whore. But then when I went, oh, when Dadon Tolbert calls her a whore, and she, even though she's calling herself a whore, by comparing herself to a whore, then I'm the bad guy. Nobody, does that not, you see a problem with that, Courtney? I see a huge problem, but I think what it comes down to is people don't like to be called out and they don't want to take a long, hard look in the mirror and, you know, what they're doing in their life. That's really what that's about. Well, and, and this is no disrespect, but, but, I mean, the reality is that most women are whores nowadays. It's just, and, and, and before you guys get all mad at me or whatever, but that is a true statement, you know, but the reality is most men are and have always been whores. So it's just that, unfortunately, now, because it's not a sexist thing, it's just an actual thing. I mean, that's just what it is. Most women nowadays are exhibiting whorish behavior on a regular basis, whereas before it was more so the men exhibiting the whorish behavior and then we trying to bring you over to the dark side. Now women are already there like, look, what's up? If you don't, Hey, you don't got to lie. You ain't got to play these games. You ain't got to front. You ain't got to sell me a dream. You want to get it in, what's up? Let's go. It's cool. And, and, and Beyonce is one of the front runners there. As Bill O'Reilly said, as many others have said, you know, making it okay. People don't understand that little girls are now thinking it's okay to have sex with these boys. She's made back-to-back songs talking about oral sex. I mean, how many artists, how many R&B artists, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Courtney, real quick, and take a couple minutes if you need to. What other, not not rapper, not Nicki Minaj, not somebody like Lil' Kim, but what R&B singer have you ever heard sing about, I really just want to say it, but I'll say oral sex. Have you ever heard a woman, you know what I'm saying, like actually singing about that? Like, And if you have, please let me know who. Not outside of rap, no. Not as far as singing, no. Right. I mean, R&B. Like, yeah. I've never heard of an R&B singer singing about oral sex. Ever. And, 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 see, and, people, and people are like, wow, that's crazy. Like, see, she's, she's, she's blazing a trail. You know what I'm saying? She's, she's go- see, this is how it starts. Next thing you know, everybody will be doing it. Every it's it's taking sex to a whole other level. Like when she came out with that song "Party," that's what what happened. A lot of girls started going out there, going to these clubs, partying, talking about I may be, I know I'm young, but I'm ready, and this and that to to give it all away. Just don't tell nobody, you know. Tomorrow, I mean, we did a whole show on that, outlining Beyonce's song, her whole career. We talked about every uh, every one of her major hits and how destructive. That was probably one of the best shows of all time. I know y'all remember that, where we where we outlined from her gospel days, all the way up to now. You know, and then you still believe it or not, even after that show, you'll still have people making excuses and saying, "Well, now it's not." You know, no. Nah, I mean, it's like, I mean, people got on Charles Barkley, you know, back when he was doing his thing. Even Al, Allen Iverson, you know, when we, they got on him. 
when they said, well, look, you, you, when you put yourself into a certain, you know, spotlight, you know, when you choose to live a certain lifestyle that is going to bring you a certain, you know, group or body of people, you one, you have to be aware of that. You have to be aware of who your target audience is, who your base is, who are your core fans, and you have to, I mean, if you have some type of integrity, you will acknowledge that and say, okay, wow, I do have little girls. I do have little boys looking up to me. So because of that, now, I don't necessarily want to be a role model, but because that's just basically the lifestyle that I've chosen, I'm going to put out quality, respectable music that would be, you know, in, indicative of the the type of people who, you know, historically have bought my music. But then when you see that, when your handlers see that, see those statistics, and then you decide, wow, yes, we have little 10-year-old girls who go, you know, who go to your concerts, the little girl who, I mean, you saw the video of the girl who was dying of brain, had a brain tumor. Her dying wish was to go see Beyonce in concert. How old was she? Around that age. I didn't see the video, but I heard about it. Yes. I mean, she couldn't have been more than 12. Couldn't have been more, maybe no more than 13, 14. And she's sitting up there at the concert, front row, as Beyonce's touching herself masturbating on stage, you know what I mean, feeling herself up. And it's ridiculous. These are these are little kids watching this stuff. And so I could see if, like, all right, she's like, all right, you know, like little Kim, you know, when you buy certain, matter of fact, go through Beyonce's catalog. What What album of Beyonce's has had a parental advisory sticker on it? That And this that's a question for the Beyonce psychos quick answer to that question is actually none of them okay she's actually never made an album that would actually absolve her of that responsibility because if you put an album out like beyond even jay-z if you put an album out it doesn't matter how many fans you you have it doesn't matter what you do you're saying parental advisory meaning look it ain't on me it's on the parents. If hey, if you choose to let them listen to this thing with a big old black and white sticker that says, you know, parents, you know, be aware there's content in here that is not fit for little kids. Okay, well then, hey, what you know, it is what it is. But she's never had that, so that basically means that it's okay for ten-year-old girls to sing about her giving head, you know, in the in the back of a, a you know a limousine or something. That's a problem, and anyone who says otherwise has, has a problem, because that's a, you know what I mean. There's a big problem out here. Let's go back to the phone line six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number on your keypad. This is Advice Monday, or not Mondays, but it's Advice Hour. We usually we usually do Advice Mondays, but you know this is just one of I you know I say I thought about it. I said you know what Courtney, you know, and it's, it's sad that I have to do this. It's very sad, but. And I don't always do it, but I'm like, you know what? Let me try. Because I know there's some, some people out there who enjoy scandals. So I said, you know what? Maybe we'll try to do the show, you know, when we're live, you know, when 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 there's not basketball wives on, 
when there's not scandal on. I don't give a damn about being Mary Jane. But you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't even, it's not worth it to me to even try to compete. You know, even though I know there are people who clearly would listen and have listened. You know what I'm saying? But still, I try, I want to have the, I want to have the highest impact possible. And even though all shows are archived, you know, but I, I just try to, you know what I'm saying? I try to do it outside of that, which is even a bigger part of the problem in, in, in the community. You know, people would rather watch a whore than try to change their lives and listen to the type of information that will actually result in them being the type of woman who will be sought after by the best possible men. You know, you ever notice that, Courtney? I mean, do you, I mean, is that even a problem that that some people will actually prefer to watch, you know, and listen to freaks, and you know, then to actually change their lives? Yeah, somebody actually hit me up um, saying that there was like, um, yeah, you know, I, I would love to tune into the show, but you know, when scandal comes on, I, I don't know, I may have to, you know, check you out, check you all out in the archive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Right. So yeah, it's real out here. That's crazy out here. I, I've, I've sad to say that people have actually said that. But but see, that's the thing. I don't. I don't. That's for me would be judging, because I don't. And I don't have a problem with that. To be honest, I mean, we're talking about. It, but I'm not gonna. I don't have a problem with that. You want to check us out in the archives? Hey, do what you do. Because I watch some shows too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna judge what you watch on TV. That's not for me to, for me to say. You do what you do. I'm just saying, I try to, I say it like this. If you want to be found by the best possible man, Scandal is probably not the best show. I'm not going to say it's not the best show to watch because you can watch it, but that's not where it stops for a lot of these women. It's not about just watching. It's about being. That's one of the reasons. I mean, you think that they just came up with that title of just, oh, yeah, let's just pick it up. No, I mean, it's it's all in marketing. You know, it's all part of the plan. They want you to be Mary Jane. They want you to be Olivia Pope. They want you to be a gladiator. It's freaking ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So that you because if you're being a gladiator, if you're being Mary Jane, well guess what you're not being? You're not being an imitator of Christ, a doer of the word. I mean, cause what's, what's the, I mean, doesn't the Bible say you can't serve two masters? You can't sit at the table of uh, with, with God and at the table of uh, the devil at the same time. Can't drink of the same cup. A lot of people got those those cups out. They trying they trying to double dip. You know, they want their cake and eat it too. They want to be in the world, but they still want to be found by the man that God has for them. Guess what? You can't have both. Ladies, can I tell you something? And this I'm talking to the ladies right now. One of the things you got, I posted this on, on Facebook the other day, but sex and intimacy are two very different things. What do you think about that, Courtney? A lot of women, they think they go hand in hand. They think they're one and the same. I I know I used to think that, um, but that that's true. I mean, they, they are two separate things. Sometimes they can go together, but... Um, I feel like we will be doing ourselves a huge disservice to think that, you know, they're always, they go, you know, together with each other. And that's what gets us caught up in those friends with benefits um, types of situations where we get our hearts broken. Right. See, one of the things that you have to realize is that sex, okay, is, is something that we as men can just do at the drop of a hat multiple times a day. Okay. You know, see, Sex 
is not something that men want to do with the woman that they see a future with. It's not going to be the main thing. It's not going to be something that's like, oh, my God, i got to get this. You know, that's not it. A man who loves you is not going to disrespect you by ejaculating in your mouth. You, you, you know what I mean? Biggie had a line back in the day, you know, where he where he was describing one of one of his whores. You know, he said, "I like my chicks educated, so I could bust off on their glasses." You know what I'm saying? And that's I don't know if you guys know how much y'all know about Biggie, but I mean that's that's a pretty well known line, you know. And it just kind of goes to show you that I mean, clearly Biggie said he don't love these hoes, and he's not like that's not something that he really you know did like that. He lived that lifestyle, whatever, being his player. What but you guys get my point? It, it's You can't look at it. Beyonce is looking at it from one perspective, whereas if you listen to even some of these men in the same industry that Beyonce is in, how they refer to women, you see what I'm saying? It's not the same thing. And a lot of women, they're trying to adopt this bravado. I don't know where they're getting these te- this testosterone from, but it's just like you're you're trying to you're you're making songs, you're you're carrying yourself like this freak, but you still want to have some form of power, some form of respect, and that's an oxymoron. You can't have sex and still be viewed as a respectable woman. You can't let you can't swallow a man's seeds, you know. You can't let him ejaculate in your mouth and still want to be viewed as a respectable woman. Like I mean, I'm just like, are y'all crazy? Like that's 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 preposterous. That's preposterous. And women, the women, you can tell. Like nobody's talking about this, but there are so many women. Understand, guys, this is a fact. There are so many women out there who right now are are have have a newfound. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A newfound desire. A newfound acceptance of oral sex, specifically because of Beyonce. Those women who were prudes back in the day, I ain't doing it, now think it's cool, just specifically because of that one song. But the irony is that if you listen to the remix, have you heard the remix with Buster Rhymes on it, Courtney? No. There's a remix with Buster Rhymes on it. And if you listen to the remix where he's singing about, like, you know, his version of it, he's basically talking about a woman, you know, giving him head and him busting off, you know what I'm saying, like his seeds, like his kids, his semen into her mouth the same way Beyonce is talking about, oh, yeah, I've been drinking, I've been drinking watermelon. The seeds and watermelons, the seeds meaning semen, you know, it's not... He Buster Rhymes is talking about disrespecting somebody. Biggie Smalls is talking about disrespecting a woman when they do it. But for whatever reason, and you know that remains a mystery to me. Beyonce is, has black women thinking that there's something classy about that. Listen, I don't care if you're a wife or not, ladies. That's the. F- I just want to be honest with y'all. Don't y'all understand that there's certain things that men only do to whores. You don't do certain things to your wife. There are some things that I did to these hoes back in college that I wouldn't even think about doing with my wife. 
there are things that we, some of the guys that may still talk about, telling stories and sharing things from 20 years ago, that these guys are married with kids. They would never put their wives in certain situations. So for y'all to think that, you know, I mean, just to see what you see and be like, and to think that that's somehow okay, you know, it, it's just it's ludicrous, and it's the only explanation for it. You know, is is that agenda? You know, is, and there's no other explanation for it. What kind of man you know loves his wife but puts her on display for the world to, you know, to to lust after? It's ridiculous. That's but you guys got to realize. Real quick, that, that that's the price of fame. It doesn't matter what you want to do anymore. You are now a slave. That's what Kanye West talks about all the time, being a slave. When you subject yourself to that lifestyle, when you ask for that fame, and you, you, you almost become so obsessed with it, not almost, when you become obsessed with it like most of these entertainers are, you are literally willing to do any and everything to achieve it and keep it. And that means... Disrespecting yourself, disrespecting your loved ones, killing your love. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, keep going. Keep going. No, no, well, yeah, that was it. What was your, you had something to add? No, I forgot. It, I forgot. Don't worry about it. No, but this is, I mean, this is the price of fame, guys. Let's talk about these, these homosexuals, these fruitcakes wearing dresses. Let's be clear, guys. These are the last days. You know, things are so jacked up now. They're making, they're putting all the movies out here. Every movie is a disaster movie. They, they're making Noah. Like, I mean, Noah's coming out. They got Son of God coming out. Look, guys. I mean, they're getting everything out. Now, I mean, I was just talking to Osho. We got part two coming up on our special where we talked about. Uh, uh, demons and aliens and you know what I'm saying and and what the Bible says about them. We did that classic show uh, uh, several months ago. We got part two coming up, going deeper and, and more in depth with it. Uh, look out for that show coming up. But you know, a lot of times what people don't understand is there's Hollywood is putting a lot of these messages into these movies, a lot of the agenda into these movies. I was watching Elysium, and I told y'all this when it happened. I was watching Elysium, uh, Matt Damon, and like right on the gun, right on this huge rifle that he was carrying, it literally said, I, I mean, it was like a split second, but right on the rifle, it said chemtrails. I'm just like, yo, these dudes are sick bastards. Like it literally said it right there. And it wasn't, I mean, like how many rifles, I, I know about guns. You don't, you're not going to see a gun with big old writing on the actual gun that says chemtrails. That doesn't even make sense. But I saw it, and it was only there for a split second. I saw it in my own eye. They, that's what I'm saying. They'll put these agenda. Some of, most of y'all are like, wait, what the hell? Is, what's chemtrails? Well, do some research on chemtrails and what what that means for the government, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. I wouldn't. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't see it with my own eyes because I probably would have because I know what goes on. But I literally saw that. You know, I literally saw Skyfall and right there with James Bond and literally. Like right on the 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 a big building, it right it said Aurora, like right after the Aurora shooting. You know what I'm saying? Like people act like this stuff isn't all. It was like right there, blatant, and just watch Skyfall, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
and people have, still don't understand. Like, oh man, you know what do you? People watch the news. They they really expect us to believe that a whole airplane just disappears in the thin air. Nobody knows where this airplane is at, right? They can find Obama. I mean, excuse me, uh, Osama, right? In a in a in a hole, someplace, but you can't you can't find a a big old Boeing jet or you know whatever the heck it is that disappears. Listen, the, the government is all it's you know everything is already predetermined. They tell you what they want you to know. What else can we talk about, Courtney? There's a lot to talk. I want to do some advice questions too. I want to take some more calls. I want to do some advice questions, but. Any, anything you want? Anything that's on your mind? I just wanted to add um, to what you were talking about a couple minutes earlier about um, you know how you saw Tim Trails on the rifle and you know it's just it's a lot of what I'll say is it's a lot of um, foreshadowing you know that goes on even currently you know um, of things that are to come and it just made me think of you know, um, 9-11 and how it was a foreshadowing there and, like, cartoons and, you know, different things like that. It was showing um, the towers and just showing, like, what happened, like, in the cartoons and, and people weren't really paying attention. But it's all there and it's all in front of us. And it's just all about, um, you know, discernment and just paying attention. Right. It's deep. You know, I know that, that there's a video that I saw that I really couldn't believe that I saw. I mean, it was like a whole video, like maybe it might have been at least 60 minutes long. I actually watched it. It was on YouTube. But it was like a whole video compilation of all these shows and all these cartoons that all alluded to 9-11 years before 9-11. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, these are like old cartoons that I actually looked up. And these were actual cartoons that actually existed, you know, in, in different things. But, like, you'd be chilling, you know, and, like, the clock, you know, in the background would be pointing at 9-11. You know what I'm saying? Or or the digital clock might say, you know, 9-11 or another. Or, or the numbers on, you know, the license plate of a car stopped at a red light, you know what I mean, in the background of a TV show would just happen to say nine, like something crazy that that was specifically planted there to make reference. And, and so I don't even want to get too deep into that, but I just would encourage everybody not to take everything that you see and hear in the media at face value, but really just to do your own, uh, inf- uh, you know, investigations and, and, and just be informed because the world is really not what you think it is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really evil, and there's a lot of evil people and and but the word confirms that when it says spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, but yeah, that's not even what I wanted to get into. When you know, but let's go to the phone lines. Do see some calls here. See a call on the line from um, what's this? Two hundred three area code. Welcome to the Data on Sober Show. Gosh, I know that's not the same person, Courtney. Was that the same call from last time? They really get me again. Really. What do I do with people, Courtney? One more. Can we talk about open relationships for a second? Let me just tell you something. I said this online. Courtney, let me just ask you, what is an open relationship? What is that in your opinion? BS. But um, more specifically, um, someone cheating 
or really it's it's a non-committal situation. That's really what it is to me. Right. Here's this. Here's this will be my my definition of an open relationship. It is BS. It's absolutely BS. But see, a lot of women. See, when you give it a title, let me put it like this: when you give it a title that you are in an open relationship, that that's a woman's way of of shielding themselves from the shame and the guilt and the pain that is associated with giving yourself to a man who you know is giving yourself to someone else. And, and basically, at the end of the day, playing you, pretty much. You, you know what I'm saying? You're getting played. And so what happens is when you say, all right, now we're in an open relationship, well, that basically means that, oh, it's okay. It's no longer, you're not disrespecting yourself because you're consenting to it. You have an arrangement. Well, how well did that work for Evelyn? You know what I mean? And, and Chad Ochocinco, when we talked about them, when they when they when that episode first aired, I said on that night that, that that relationship was headed, not only headed downhill, but we predicted right on that night that it would end in disaster. And look what happened about a year later with the headbutt and all that crap. That's how situations go. We'll say it. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Will and Smith, Will and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith are. You got. Hopefully, you realize are. Unfortunately, I know that you guys like them, but that they'll announce the separation for real, not just speculation. But it'll be official in a matter of months. I promise you. Just look out for it. And a lot of that is specifically because was well, for a number of things. But um, you know, you cannot have a relationship and expect it to succeed when you, one, don't have trust, but two, are allowing yourself to exist, clearly have no self-respect for yourself. See, ladies, you have to understand that it's impossible for a man to respect you when you don't respect yourself. And you can't respect yourself if you allow yourself to be played, if you allow yourself to be in a friends with benefits situation. Because the, the, a friends with benefits situation, a booty call, and an open relationship are all very similar. There's really no difference. An open relationship is just your way of shielding yourself from looking like a fool. Whereas, you know, you getting cheated on or getting played or being someone's booty call is pretty much just, a, you know, that just is what it is. Did you ever think that there was something glamorous about being in an open relationship? No, no, I didn't. Interesting. What was your, how did you view it? I I viewed it, and it's funny that we were talking about this, but even though I, I wasn't, <clears throat> excuse me, even though I wasn't technically in um a committed relationship at that time, I thought that I was. So to me, it wasn't an open relationship. It was just a committed relationship. So I fooled myself into thinking that it was something that it wasn't. Hmm. Yeah, that's deep, man. You know, a lot of these guys are, have become masterminds at convincing, at finding new and creative ways to allow women to maintain some level of, I guess, dignity. That's all it is. It's all reverse psychology, and a lot of women don't even realize it. That's all. It's just a, it's just our way of making you feel comfortable 
allowing us to continue to have sex with you while we have sex with other women. You'd be surprised the new and creative ways men have come up with in this new, uh, you know, in 2014. Because back in the day, it, there was no way. The only way to do it was to lie about it. That's why it was like, oh, I'm a player. A player, the definition of a player was to, you know, basically lie and, and do your stuff on the low. You were creeping. It was all secretive because there was no way to allow a woman to feel comfortable having sex with you while you were having sex with other women. Nowadays, there are a number of different ways to do it. That just goes to show you how, how times have changed. There weren't too many women who were allow, okay with allowing themselves to be disrespected. Now, all you got to do is just call it, oh, no, we're we're working on things. You know, we're just chilling. We're kicking it. That's my boo. If you guys missed our special from a couple of weeks ago on the difference between a boo and a boyfriend, you know, definitely check that out. But yeah, definitely um don't don't get sex and intimacy, you know, confused. I should put this on my Facebook status. When a man really loves you, he won't want to bust a nut all over your face. I'm just being honest. You know what I'm saying? He won't want a Monica Lewinsky all on your on your blouse. He won't want to turn you over and ejaculate on your tramp stamp. Oh, a lot of women. Gerald Howard told y'all that a couple years ago, several years ago. What the the real definition? If you guys missed our show with me, Gerald, I think a couple other guys, we we explained to y'all. How, you know, we talked about tattoos and and piercings and 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 what a tramp stamp is. Just Google tattoos. On the Data on Tolbert show, it come right up. That's probably the realest or one of the realest shows in the history of this show. You know, y'all, y'all know about those tramp stamps, piercings, nipple piercings, Courtney. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so funny. Because I know you were going <laughs> to. I'm laughing because I, I had a nipple piercing. You kind of called me out, but um, yeah. So for the for the newer listeners who might not know, what was your reason for doing it? I did it really. It was random. I, initially, it was just something random that I did, and um, then after I got it, I was like, "Oh, okay. This seems like it's this would be nice. I know you know guys would like it, or they would think I'm uh, sexy, and so I I thought it just made me more desirable." See, and that's the thing. That's the thing what, what a lot of women, they fall victim to. There's not an accurate depiction of what black men, I'm talking about godly black men, actually find sexy. You don't hear too many men like myself, like Gerald Howard, you know what I'm saying? Like like Virgil, you know what I mean, rest in peace, who will actually step up and say, look, this is not sexy, ladies. We've seen our fair share of, you know how many breasts I've seen, ladies? I'm just saying, I mean no I mean I'm not trying to brag I'm just saying do you have any idea how many sets of of breasts I've seen in my lifetime you know I my fair share and so nobody is going to be impressed ladies it's important to you understand certainly not at 35 years old 36 year old I mean really at any year year of age in today's society where these men will see a new pair of breasts and like oh my gosh she has breasts she has nipples She's showing cleavage. Let me go crazy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's on Instagram posing a certain way. That makes me, you know, want to smash. 
Well, I mean, in reality, that's actually exactly what it does. It just makes them want to smash. It doesn't make them want to wife you up or get to know you or anything like that. But these little girls who are looking up to people like Beyonce, you know, they're they're actually living life thinking, wow, in order to get a man, in order to get a husband, Beyonce's married, so if I want to be married, you know, I have to, uh, one, do uh, certain things sexually. I have to be a freak. I have to dress like a like a, a freak, a stripper. I was watching that new video. She has the video for partition. I mean, it, it's it's really just on a whole nother level, guys. I mean, she's prancing around and dancing like a stripper. And if you guys miss, see, I think a lot of times people, they are, and I'll say not people, I'll say women, because most strip clubs, and this is one of the last things I'm going to say, because we're going to get ready to wrap it up in a, in a second, but one of the things that men know, all men know just about, we know what actually goes on in strip clubs, whereas most strip clubs, like the hood strip clubs, are closed off to women. Most women have never been to a strip club. You may have been maybe, most likely not, but maybe have been to some type of gentleman's club. I'm not talking about a gentleman's club. I'm talking about a strip club. I'm talking about a hood strip club. You have no idea, ladies, what goes on in those places. You have no idea what Beyonce is actually doing. You have no idea what she's simulating. Because when you look at her, a lot of women are like, oh, okay, yeah, that's I guess that's how strippers dance. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, that's that's it. But that's not all it is. Okay, there's more to the story. That's the she, she strippers, and we had we, you know we've done how many shows, Courtney, over the, the years? Have we a, actual strippers? Have you guys heard on this show? I mean, what? At least three to four to five, maybe at least five. Over the, the last 10 years or so, at five different strippers who have kept it 100% real on what actually goes on in strip clubs. So I'm putting it all together. When you see a woman acting and dancing and carrying on like a stripper, don't think that there's something glamorous about that, ladies, because these strippers are getting their asses smacked. And don't let you be light-skinned because half these women are walking around with handprints on their backsides for the rest of the night. These women are getting dollar bills stuck straight up there, you know what I'm saying, inside them. These women are giving head for $50. These women are having sex in the champagne room. These women are leaving the club with strangers getting smashed off in the backseat of a car, going half on a hotel. These are things that Beyonce is simulating in these videos, in these performances. She's glamorizing something that all men know is the worst possible way a woman can portray herself. But that's what she's banking on, you ladies not knowing. Let let Beyonce tell it, you know, dancing like that is quote-unquote sexy. We find that sexy as men. How do we find, how many men, ladies, do you know wife up strippers? I mean, think about that, ladies. Nobody does that. Look at, even look at how to be a player. The hose. Bill Bellamy went around and smashed off the hose throughout the day. Even he was a player, but he knew that Lark Voorhees was wifey. Lark Voorhees was respectable. She was classy. 
She, you know what I'm saying? She didn't, she didn't do those things. That was the woman that he really wanted to be with. Not the hoes that he had, not the chick, you know what I'm saying? Dressing with the booty out and all I'm telling, this, this whole show, guys, was not an attack, was not, See, y'all, y'all think I was attacking. Nah, you guys are the ones under attack. That's the irony. I'm the only black man in America with a voice that actually gives a damn about black women. To be real, I mean, just to be real with you guys, I don't have to be doing this show right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing this because I care. This is what a lot of women, they, they, they and the, the irony with that is because they will hear stuff like this or they will see a Facebook post and and actually take the person, the only person, trying to help and and turn that into something negative where, and, and actually embrace the people who are actually trying to oppress them. You know, that's the irony with this whole thing. You know, you guys have known for a while now that this is the only show in the world, actually, that's specifically designed to help black women. You know, and at some point, you guys have to look at the forces outside of you that I actually and Courtney and other people, you know, like myself, are, have to deal with on a regular basis. See, the images, you guys got to ask yourselves, you know, would people like Malcolm X, would people like Martin Luther King have embraced whorish behavior? Of course not. Those are the images that these guys fought against. These are the, this is what those guys died for. This is what people like, you know, even Tina Turner, there were certain things that she said she wouldn't do, you know, because she had a certain level of respect for herself. Beyonce has no respect. She's willing to do whatever, you know, whenever and for whoever. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean just a case in point. Here's Beyonce, everybody, oh, she's married, she's married, she's married. But what's that other song, Dance For You? She's, she's putting on a strip show for an old white man. You saw that video, didn't you? No, but I heard about it. Just watch the video. She's, I mean, look, watch any of her videos. I mean, this is someone who's, it's not about Jay-Z. It's not about, you know, because if that's the case, well, I mean, you know, Ja Rule was married, DMX was married, Jay-Z, T.I. T.I. just got finished rapping about getting ahead on the road, on a road trip. It doesn't matter, you know, who's this, it doesn't matter what the what the, your actual status is. You know what I'm saying? What's your relationship status? Look at Robin Stick. I mean, these guys don't care. They're all out cheating. But everybody just assumes, oh, no, it, Beyonce couldn't actually be a whore. That's just a song. But let, when a rapper talks about something, you're supposed to believe them because they have street cred. So which is it? Do you believe people or do you not believe people? Half the appeal of people like Jay-Z and T.I. is because a lot of the stuff they say, they actually did. But when Beyonce sings about something, it's it's supposed to be all fiction. Does that make any sense? No, not at all. It's because she's a woman. You know what I mean? What's Shanae <laughs> No, never mind. I'm not even going to do it. You know what I'm saying? But, no, do uh, it. No, no, I'm not gonna do. It. I'm not gonna have, let not gonna let y'all laugh at my expense and the people. You know what I'm saying? Tell myself I'm a lady. You know what, what? I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with you know 
whether it's true or not, it's it's certain things that should not be said. And at the end of the day, we all have a responsibility. Okay, and I'm talking about as as parents, and if you're not a parent, conscious, informed individuals that we have youth, we have kids out there. Be a big brother, be a big sister, be a mentor, or or actually just give a damn. You know what I mean? Actually care. Even you know what I'm saying. Even if you don't actually take that step and adopt somebody or be a like, actually just care. You know, actually care what's being around you. Don't be a don't don't be oblivious to the the genocide of our race, the genocide through abortion, through you know putting these kids through the child, the uh, foster care system because mom is cracked out, dad is in jail, these kids being bounced around. See, you see a lot of the stuff I see firsthand because I've counseled hundreds of women over the course of my career, and I actually have heard the stories. I've seen the results. I know what the effect of these kids is. I see it every day. And you guys see it too. Whether you care or not is a different story, but you all see it. You see these fast-ass little girls out here. You see these bad, ignorant, bastard kids walking around with their asses out, draws showing. By the media. You can't don't 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 make an excuse for it. Embrace it because that's what it is. You know, it's the result of you know negative role models and negative influences and and fathers. You know, the system creating an environment where these fathers aren't around. The system creating an environment where black women are looking up to the exact opposite of Felicia Rashad. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce is the opposite of Felicia Rashad. Uh, Olivia Pope is the opposite of Claire Huxtable. And nobody sees a problem with that. How do you want to be both? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you? So many black women look up to Kerry Washington, but at the same time talking about something, oh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Florida Evans was such a great mom and such a great. Well, how do you say that when you. You're looking up to being Mary Jane. Which is it? Being Mary Jane or, you know, or Florida Evans? You know, Fitz or or James from from Good Times. It doesn't. You got to be consistent, and the consistency is what's going to really help you get what you know the desires of your heart. So I wanted to talk about more tonight. I wanted to do more, but I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna wrap it up for tonight, man. I'm gonna let y'all go to sleep a little bit, you know, because I know y'all be up till midnight if I. Said we go until midnight, but I don't want to do that to y'all tonight, man. I know y'all got to get up. Courtney's got to get up, push her car out the snow or something. What's going on with the car, Courtney? You, you good now? <laughs> it's rough out here, man. It really is. We have no did you get idea. your car out? Well, did you get the car? Yeah, it took me thirty minutes this morning. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I got the shovel, got the rocks out, got all that stuff I needed, and I was able to get it out. So I'm good. Oh, no. Let me ask you real quick. I you put a Facebook post out there. I was messing you know, messing with you a little bit. You said that, you know, you're claiming that you're not shoveling snow anymore. What what exactly did you mean? I just meant that, you know, I look forward to being married, not we, you know, just to have a you know, a man to help me, but 
it's times like that, you know, where I have to do things like that that will make me appreciate the man that God has for me. So I look forward to that, and I claim that. I'm just speaking things into existence. That's what that was about. A lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, you're dating somebody. No, no, I'm just being positive. Just being positive. Right. See, and that's the, the key. And real quick, just in closing, the key to, because, I mean, if you really want to get deep into it, a lot of women have embraced, you know, those types of lyrics from partition and, and drunken and love and adopted them into their own lifestyles, specifically because all they've known is hurt, pain, resentment, games, lies, you know, and so when you grow up in that type of environment, and that's literally all you've seen, there's a lot of times a part of your heart that just gets closed off, and, you know, you lose the desire to even be married. I mean, you, it never really goes away, but your your mind, and really what it is is the enemy, will continuously lie to you and tell you that, oh, no, you're never going to have love. And so when you start believing that lie, that's when the sex comes out. That's when the freak comes out. Because some of the biggest freaks are some of the most, you know, uh, hurt individuals because they've closed off their, their hearts but they haven't closed off their legs. They haven't closed off their bodies. And so I'm just saying, do what Courtney has done. No, she hasn't found love yet, but she has taken the first step in finding love, which is first admitting and it, uh, that she both wants and needs it in her life. And, and and just understand that, you know, whether it's Beyonce, whether it's Rihanna, whether it's, you know, any of these people out here, that is not who we want. That's not, you'll never find a Christian man you know, lusting after Beyonce or or aspiring to wife up Beyonce. You know what I mean? It's it's all about, you know, respectable, classy, and sexy. You can be sexy and still classy at the same time. In fact, sexiness or it or classiness is the only form of sexiness. So think about those things. You know, everybody. You know, you know what we do. If you need any, any type of counseling or, uh, you know, anything guidance. You're ready to change your lives. Definitely, you know, hit us up. Six four, um, excuse me, eight five five fifty five Daydon. Call toll free anywhere in the world, or shoot an email to Daydon at trctoday.com. Look out for my new book coming out this summer, guys. All this information is going to be in it. How to win the heart of an elite man in three hundred and sixty five days or less. It's definitely on its way. I'm working diligently on it. You, it will change the world, change the way you look at dating and relationships, change the way you look at life in general. And um, you know, in the meantime, the love we had is in stores as well as online, Kindle, best book you ever read in your life. Courtney, excellent job tonight. Don't listen to the haters. You are a great addition to this show, one of the uh, uh, the realest and most honest women that I've ever met. Continue doing what you do. You guys out there, I know, you know what I'm saying, continue listening because you guys who listen, not the psychos who listen secretly, but you guys, the core listeners that have been there, that are there, that will continue to be there, you guys are the hope for our future, for the future of these kids. Because listening actually shows that you're open to change, open to positivity, not believing the hype. You know what I mean? Some people will listen and then, you know, I ain't into that. You know what I mean? But the people will actually continue to listen. You guys are the ones that are going to be, have to make the difference. So I thank you for your support, and I'll see you all next time. Peace.
Date on tour, motivation, child. Date on tour, come and change your world. 